This is Deep Dive. I'm Fei Fei. China recently accomplished the largest and highest level diplomatic actions with the Arab world in its history. From December the seventh to the tenth, Chinese President Xi Jinping attended the first China-Arab State Summit and the China Gulf Cooperation Council Summit in Saudi Arabia. China and the states of Gulf Cooperation Council are natural partners for cooperation. Now, on the other hand, Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman praised the achievements of the cooperation between GCC countries and China and said that this summit. President Xi Jinping delivered a keynote speech titled "Carrying Forward the Spirit of China-Arab Friendship and Jointly Build a China-Arab Community with a Shared Future in a New Era." The Chinese leader also paid a state visit to Riyadh, his first in six years. He met with both King Salman bin Abdulaziz Al Saud and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman Al Saud. I'm visiting Saudi Arabia again after six years. During the past six years, I saw great changes in the country and positive progress in the diversification of its economy and society. The friendship between Saudi Arabia and China has a long history, and the bilateral political relationship is constantly strengthening. We have friendly cooperation in various fields. Both sides agree to hold regular meetings between the two countries' heads of state by every two years, and further align their development strategies. As a major country in the Middle East. Saudi Arabia has been a key oil supplier and trading partner of China. What has driven the two countries' closer ties, and where will their cooperation go? For this, I spoke with CGTN reporter Lu Surai. This episode is brought to you on Thursday, December the fifteenth. So let's talk about the economy of Saudi Arabia. It's said to be one of the fastest growing one in the Arab world, if not the world. Yes, in fact, Saudi Arabia will be the fastest growing of the world's largest economies in 2022, and it's expected to outpace the dynamic Asian giants like China, India, Indonesia, South Korea, and it's expected to grow much faster than the struggling major economies in Western Europe and North America. And in fact, according to studies from IMF, its GDP is expected to expand by 7.6 percent in 2022, and we only have a couple of days to go to finish this year. So it's going to be a fastest growth in almost a decade. If things are going so well, what makes countries like Saudi Arabia want to transform its economy in the first place? Well, because its economy force has been extricably tied to、um, oil export and energy industry, and in fact, oil is not a scarce resources in the world market. The market can be flooded with oil from Russia, from the United States. For example, in 2014, U.S. high production of shale oil has hit Saudi hard, and Saudi's oil price. Fell below thirty dollars per barrel, and that's less than half of the ideal price. So the oil market is in fact volatile.、Uh, Saudi needs more options to maintain a stable economic environment, and also many countries now are seeking for the so-called green development. So hydrogen power, wind power, solar power are all new energy kinds that might reduce the demand for oil in the future, if not replace. 
And finally, I think the most important reason would be Saudi needs to create more jobs for its young generation. And now this country has more than 33 million people with a median age of 25. So the experts I've talked to told me this country had a very high unemployment rate. For example, in 2011, around 450,000 locals, that's 10.5% of their workforce, are unemployed. And this problem was really acute among young people. According to the Middle East Business Intelligence, in 2011, that an estimated two-fifths of those aged 20 to 24 are unemployed. Although Saudi is a developing country, its people are really rich. So Saudi talents doesn't come cheap. And um, foreign worker salaries are often between a third or 50% lower than those paid to the Saudi locals. Companies always find it difficult to recruit Saudi to uh, be the manual roles. So the country is in dire need to you know, first diversify its industries and introduce high quality and high tech companies to have this economic transformation. So does it have a plan? Yes. When we talk about their plan, we have to talk about the Saudi Arabia Vision 2030. This is a comprehensive reform program that aims at diversifying the economy away from oil uh, within 15 years. And it also aims to diversify its economy and develop public services such as health, education, infrastructure, recreation, and tourism. And the goal is to have an economy that relies more heavily on private sector than the government. And getting Saudis working again in the private sector and creating jobs that match people's skills will be crucial to the success of this plan. So how has the plan been working so far? Is it going well? Well, it really depends on how you see it, because we had this pandemic in the past three years. And of course, this would interrupt the uh, implementation of its plan in many ways. So Saudi Arabia is actually falls behind its own schedule. For example, there are two star projects of this Vision 2030, that's Neom Future City and Red Sea Project. And both projects were was announced in uh, 2017, and the Neom Future City was only started this October. And Red Sea Project, if I'm not mistaken, it was expected to welcome its first batch of customers at the end of this year. That's still, we only have a couple of days to go, and we haven't heard any news from them yet. So we can see that they are falling behind their own schedule. But on the other hand, what they have achieved is revolutionary comparing to their previous experience. It's just that anything that can be controlled by the government, this is according to the expert I've talked to. So any sectors that's been controlled by the government has better accomplishment, such as the list of Saudi Aramco and the expansion of the Southern Wealth Fund as public investment fund and also the digitalization of their government and also their business environment. But other than that, when it comes to, for example, private sectors, private companies, and also the proportion of foreign investment in their GDP is still small. But anyways, the experts believe that the country has managed to reduce their reliance on oil. 
since they started to have other channels for their income, like finance and investment. If, as you said, the plan is not going as smoothly as planned, how has the government addressed these challenges? They have extended the date for goals for Vision 2030. Probably will be extended to 2023. And also, they started to trying to cooperate with、uh, foreign investment and find international partners like China. Why do they want to cooperate with China? In fact, Saudi Arabia was the last Arab country to establish diplomatic ties with China, but these two have、uh, become increasingly important to each other over the years. Just Saudi signed a comprehensive strategic partnership with China in 2016, and becoming one of China's closest partners in West Asia, and economic cooperation has laid a solid foundation for the fast-growing ties. Saudi Arabia is vital for China's energy security, and China provides it with a stable market for oil exports. And so, from the very beginning, it's a win-win、uh, relationship. And also, the cooperation between the two countries have extended from oil-related business to space exploration, new energy, digitalization, and other areas. And this is exactly what Saudi Arabia needs. Experts say mutual respects in political decisions and sovereignty-related issues have built the trust between these two, and this would actually clear away the obstacles in further cooperation and economic and technical cooperation. Because、uh, Saudi Arabia has this、uh, special influence in the Islamic world, its support for China. For example, in counterterrorism and fight against extremes in Xinjiang is very valuable, and it also supports China's stance in issues related to human rights, South China Sea, and the Taiwan issue. So, this also high level of mutual trust would also boost their、uh, cooperation in other fields. And at the same time, China has this Belt and Road Initiative. So, can these two plans, the Belt and Road Initiative and the Vision 2030, work together in some ways? So, first of all, the the frequent high-level interactions between China and Saudi Arabia has strengthened this mutual trust between the two countries, and would help Chinese firms to participate in local projects more smoothly. And also, we are expecting these two governments could reach more cooperation, especially in areas such as smart city construction, green energy, in which Chinese enterprises are greatly interested. So, the Saudi Vision 2030 pays attention to the development of industrial and manufacturing sectors where Chinese enterprises have advantages. So, in the future, when Chinese companies Have better understanding of local needs. They would know better about their own advantages and would find more opportunities by better integrating the、uh, Belt and Road Initiative and Saudi Vision 2030. In fact, we have an example here of the convergence of the two projects. Saudi Arabia has, in fact, taken step toward this revival of the Silk Road project by establishing a Saudi Silk Road company in its Jizan region, and in which there are many Chinese companies. And these companies work in energy contracting and other fields. And this region is one of the 
new economic arms of the kingdom and will contribute in attracting more foreign investment. So it would definitely boost the diversity of Saudi Arabia's economy. Also want to go back to energy. Saudi Arabia is sitting on rich resources of oil. And what kind of place does energy sit in this big vision of the kingdom? So Saudi, in fact, has realized that to reduce, like you said, to reduce its reliance on oil, it first needs the money from oil business to support all other potentials. So ideally, Saudi would hope to maintain a sort of high price of oil to support their economic transformation. Oil business still remains important at current stage. And their cooperation, in fact, in refineries between uh, China and Saudi is frequent. I can give you some examples here. For example, the Yanbu uh, Ramco Sinopec Refine Company in Saudi. This company was established by China Petrochemical Corp and Saudi Aramco. And also in 2022, Aramco made a final investment decision to build a 10 billion US dollars refinery and petrochemical complex in northeast China. And Aramco also signed a memorandum of understanding in 2018 with Zhejiang provincial government to invest 9% in Zhejiang Petrochemical Corp. But just like I uh, mentioned in the very beginning of the conversation, it's a trend now. The world is seeking for greener energy. So Saudi has also uh, had to explore other energy types to catch up with the trend, say wind or solar power. And China, in fact, has good experience in such fields. So the two are eyeing on more new energy cooperation. Mm. We know that Saudi Arabia is one of the major exporters of fossil fuels. And China is one of the biggest importers. So what does it mean to the world market to have these two big players cooperating on energy? It will further boost the trend now since Saudi, like you said, is the biggest oil exporter in the world. And it itself is exploring new energy types. So I think their cooperation would further boost the development of the clean energy in the future. How will these cooperation expand further? So after the uh, trip of Chinese President Xi Jinping, Saudi and Chinese firms, in fact, signed 34 investment agreements in green energy, information technology, cloud services, transport, logistics, and name it. And they've also signed this memorandum of understanding between Saudi government and, for example, Huawei, for cloud data computing and building high-tech complexes in Saudi cities. Another memorandum of understanding was between Saudi Aramco and Shandong Energy that includes a potential crude supply agreement and chemical products deal, and so as well as exploring collaboration on integrated refining and petrochemicals in China. And we are also seeing corporations in financing investment, and uh, the construction for clean and renewable energy projects in Saudi and under the uh, Belt and Road Initiative countries. Beijing says President Xi Jinping's trip ushered in a new era of all-round and in-depth development of its relations with Arab states, the Gulf Cooperation Council, and Saudi Arabia. After their first summit, China and Arab states jointly issued the Riyadh Declaration vowing to build a China-Arab community with a shared future.
and for the cooperation between China and GCC countries, energy, innovation, aerospace, and culture will be among the top priority areas in the next three to five years. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. For more episodes, you can subscribe to the show. You can also leave comments, tell us what you want to know about China and the rest of the world. This episode is brought to you by me, Fei Fei, and my colleague Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to CGTN reporter Lu Siren. See you next time. <laughs>